Hey guys, welcome back to the monastery. We cleared out all those pews Fuck and crap. Fuck you. No monastery. <laughs> we cleared it out. Now it's just a party zone. It's, um, a, it's a dance floor now. It's a dance floor. We turn it into a club. We've got roller skating, uh, roller blading if you're into that. There's an arcade in the back. I don't know. I'm sitting on my couch, full transparency. I have a cold. I got that in Seattle. Or maybe I got it from you. Why were you in Seattle? Seattle? Oh, well, okay, so you know Kurt Cobain, right? I do. He died, like, a long time ago. Um, yeah. And so Nirvana doesn't play concerts or anything anymore, so nothing was going on in Seattle for a long time. Right. And then someone decided, hey, I should start a video game convention there. Right. Um, Penny Arcade Expo. So now there's a new reason to go to Seattle. Okay. Um, and that's what I did. PAX 2012, we all were there. We um, were all there. We were all in a car together. Yes, we were in an SUV of sorts, drove into America. Yep. Um, and that went fine. There was no real weight at the border. They didn't kick us out or make us feel bad about being nerds or anything. Well, on the way there or on the way back? Because on the well, way on the there... on the way there, there was like 10 minutes or something. Not at the border. I'm talking about in Seattle. Oh, in Seattle. What do you mean? Oh, you mean, did we get hassled? Like That, like, mean? hour of traffic we had to sit in because there was oh, an yeah. accident on the floating bridge. Right, there was an accident, um, and that did prevent us from getting into the city for quite a bit, but I don't know, I just got to gawk at cars and enjoy the fact that we're almost there. And I got to feel your knee in my back periodically. Right, yeah, sorry, I would kind of forget about that. Like, See, I love crossing my legs when I sit. Yeah, no, I, I, like I feel you, yeah. So my, my foot would kind of be, like, was your right side kind of? Uh... There was a few points where, like, my seatbelt would get really tight, because okay. I think you were, like, kicking it. <laughs> and there were some points where your knee would just literally go right into my spine. I'm sorry. You, you didn't say anything. I, I wasn't sure. I didn't know that was happening. Okay. Was it's fine. All right. It's all over now. It is over. We're back. We're back home, and I got a little bit depressed about it. The post-Pax Blues, I think on their main page, it actually says that. It's a common thing. Everyone's like, oh, why isn't every day as awesome as that? It's not so. even like the awesome factor so much as, like I was saying to you, the camaraderie you feel with a bunch of people that you're in the same area, like, for the same things. Yeah. You can literally go up to anybody and start talking to them about games, and you can talk to anybody there. Right. And they won't look at you like you're some crazy weirdo or, like, something, like a stalker or something like that. Mm -hmm. So coming back here, where I have to go on the bus and everybody's just looking at me, it's just like what, what? Why am Why am I here? I want to go back to that special place. That special magical land. That's right. Arcade. At some point, yeah. If this gets big enough, they'll just have a commune. You can just move there, live there year round, and make indie games. And I almost moved to Seattle a few years back, actually. It's a, It's a pretty cool city. I just generally really like that city. I've been there quite a few times, so. Okay, this was my fourth visit. Um, I'm just gonna say, um, best packs. Absolutely. Best. It and it's weird because this packs more than the last one has definitely for me personally felt like it was more like a business trip, kind of like not not in yeah. a bad way though. Because like fun business trip. Exactly because these are these are the people I watch online and like I respect their opinions and stuff and it's just like meeting with them and talking with them about random stuff. Yeah. Like it's just. I really nice yeah my comfortability with just talking to people is that it's all-time high or whatever so like i love 2008 when i first went but i was just overwhelmed and kind of scared 
So I would just kind of like walk around and just be like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Now, like, well, just for... I know who that is. Like, stuff like that. But now I'd be like, I know who that is. I should go talk to them and tell them how cool they are. And then be like, oh, that's awesome. And like, yeah. Approachable internet celebrities, in quotes. Ron Gilbert did say my shoes were awesome. That's true. No, I'm joking. That's in lieu of nothing. He did say that, though. Tim Schafer was freaked out. Uh, Brad Muir also thought they were creepy. Double Fine Party was the best thing ever. I'm talking to myself, though, at this point. No, I'm back. Busy. Oh, hey, welcome back. Hey. Um, yeah, I shouldn't... Yeah. Sorry, what were we, what were we talking about? Talking uh, to people? We, yeah, we were talking about Double Fine specifically, I guess. You were well, talking about... That up. Yeah, yeah, sorry, just because that was the weirdest... Well, long time I was going to say, like, to be a little transparent to people that don't know us, like, yeah, you yeah. have before... I guess even people that do know us, mm-hmm. you have before said to me in private that you think I'm a little antisocial. Oh, yeah, okay. So, did that change at all on this trip? I, like, I, I enjoyed our Will Smith discussion. Like, that was that was a nice little, let's go do that. We should go talk to that guy. And then we had a nice little exchange with that guy. And then we kind of just, oh, okay, should we talk about that? How, like, I left all my stuff with a complete stranger, and <laughs> we, like, were gone for, like, 15 minutes? I guess, yeah, so we should set, set the stage. Um... All right, you you bought a sandwich. Yes, Subway. from Subway because I was really hungry. Right. Um. They were they didn't have a lot of things I seem to recall, but they did have like triple triple meat something. I don't know. Right. Um. We go over, find a table. Um. We're about you're about to eat that sandwich, and I forget who spotted him first, but it was just like, oh hey, it's Will Smith, and he was walking along with his wife, and we're just like, all right. Uh, I kind of want to talk to him, but we're about to. And just to set it a little bit more, this is the last hour of the last of the day. Last day. Right, so it's the last chance to really see him at all. So it's just like, oh, we should probably go. So what did you do? Okay, so I had my sandwich all spread out. I had my um, camera on the table and Mm -hmm. my backpack under my seat. And all you had was a backpack that you were able to pick up and go with. So that was fine. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I was just wondering what I should do. And then there was a lady just kind of sitting there. Mm -hmm. So I decided, hey... Like, I'll ask her. So I asked her if she could watch uh, my stuff for, like, five minutes. I would be right back. She said, mm-hmm. yeah, no problem. So I was figuring maybe we could catch up to him before he started going up the escalators. Yeah. But no, nah, yeah. no. Nah. And he so went we up all the way. Just kind of up to the sixth floor, like, two or three escalators. At some point I felt like this is, like, Hitman or something. I'm being creepy right now. I'm following this. Assassin's Creed specifically was, was what you said yeah the thing i said but it's a modern setting so you know i was trying to switch it up right my illusion you're right yeah sure imagine it was ancient times and i had a hood on and i didn't want to you know assassinate him though i just want to talk to him this is a terrible okay it's like sneak king right I'm, okay i'm Burger king will smith is just walking around that's somehow I'm... scarier okay okay we're, we're some fans of his website tested.com we see this dude, we're like, hey, talk to that dude. And then we went and talked to him. There you go. That's what actually happened. Um, and it was fun. I don't know. He was, like, just super nice about it. Um, you got a photo. Uh, he was not into the idea of actually holding up the blood gang sign. So, no. you know. He is an internet personality, and he figured that would probably be on the internet. That's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just learned how to do it. I'm actually doing it right now. Not that it matters. Um. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun little thing. But okay, okay. Um, right. What, what do you want to elaborate on in terms of what we talked about? or With him specifically? I don't know. 
Um, I mean, I asked him a little bit about some analytic stuff, like backend website stuff, specifically with uh, stats and stuff, and the change they've seen since Jamie and Adam became part of Tested. Right. So that was interesting to me, and just the fact that he was so open and, like, it was almost like a friend or something. Like, he's like, oh, hey, or whatever. And when I asked to take his picture, he's like, yeah, but we have to figure out how we're going to do this. Do you want, like, a presidential shake, or do you want, like, to glare at the camera? Like, how do you want to do this and stuff? And we kind of workshopped what we would do. There you go. Yeah. And I was the one tapping the photo, and there was people walking in the background and stuff. Oh, and my uh, My Little Pony shirt got noticed at a really awkward time. (laughs) Explain all that. Again. Yeah, from the I same enjoy person. that when it happens. I, I wore shirts purposely all three days, so that would happen. But oh, right, you're saying again because it was literally the same person. Yes. Yeah. No, the same the same girl at the same booth was just like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. Uh, I'm gonna talk to this guy. And and this was, whole thing came up with bronies and Anna. Right. And yeah, but like she was trying to be like, no, everyone should watch it. You should watch it. And it's just like, don't do that right now. Like. Yeah. Like no, don't I get it. don't do that to this guy. Not right now, yeah. It's yeah. just like, I, I could do a little pony freak out right now, but I, I'm trying but to... he was super cool my... about it. He was, yeah. Yeah. Like, he grew up on a farm with horses, and that that's his kind of, like, baggage with that. And then so he, he just was like, well, I'm a bitter, petty man, and just, like, joking around, so... Yeah, yeah. no, super, really, super cool. Really great that. guy. His wife is super nice. Mm-hmm. Chloe's extreme, extremely talkative, his wife, yeah. which yeah. is great. Because I could yeah. totally see that, because Will seems like he's very talkative, too. No, it was a fun little Pax Magic moment. Uh, but then at then, one, we... then there was a point where I was just, like, uh, getting a little impatient because he kept talking, mm-hmm. which is great, but at the but, same time, oh, I had that egg. I had my stuff and, like, my For camera what? and everything down there, and my food, right. to a lesser extent, but still. So that was kind of running through my head. So then he was saying, well, I was going to go check this out. So I was like, yeah, no, don't let us hold you up. We got to go. And we kind of booked out of there. (laughs) So, yeah. Right. And I had to kind of apologize to that lady. I wish we kind of maybe emphasized that a little more. Like, hey, sorry, that wasn't supposed to happen. But um, I guess she was okay with that. How long do you think we were gone? Like 10 minutes? Maybe? Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. Which is a long time to leave a stranger with your stuff. Yeah, that was a weird thing to impose on somebody, but she seemed totally okay with it. When I came back, she's like, "I was starting to feel really trustworthy." <laughs> Just like, well, you are. You're at PAX, so hey, you're us. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you say to that? Sorry, I wasn't really going to apologize because she said it was okay. Right. Okay. I, I kind of missed the conversation. Um, yeah. But yeah, there you go. And then the sandwich was kind of okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't keep those in your fridge, though, because other people are doing that, and they get all soggy and gross. Just, if you're going to buy a Subway sandwich, just eat it. Just eat the whole thing. Yes. Just eat, just eat that whole sandwich. One, no, one, one, member, one member of our party oh. had a issue with that, yeah. Yeah. Talk to Amar, dude. Burritos. That's that's where I was going. But anyway. Um, so that was one moment at PAX. Yeah, we also Giant bomb. at Dick's Burgers, which yep. are terrible burgers. Yep. But apparently everyone knows that. They're just open late. Well, it's so, the fact that, like, with 20 bucks, you can literally get 20 burgers. For, really? The one I bought was 270 but it was the deluxe. The normal hamburger is $1. There you go. Yeah. So, 
yeah, you can roll up with whatever you have left over from the bar you were just at and have a meal of sorts. Yep. And it looked like, specifically, it looked like Jeff got, like, three or four burgers. Because he he had a bag and he was just eating the whole time you were talking to him because I was kind of behind a pillar. But it was fine because he was still including me in the conversation, so whatever. Right. Yeah, I was just talking about GameSpot, covering events and different... We saw some Fart Cat. We saw Fart Cat. Um, Which is kind of great. It's really nice. It's just a goofy little game. Mm -hmm. Um, That's coming out soon, I guess. They just submitted that for approval. So, hope someday soon. Fart Cat on your iPhone. Um, I talked to Vinny a little bit about Binary Domain. Yep. That was pretty good. The Bug Out Bag, which is now the to-go bag, so it's not socially creepy. Yep. Um, uh, thank Drew for the North Korea video. Like, just a lot of good little chats around there. That was that was a good. That was on the first night, so that was that was a cool way to kick talk to Brad a little bit about StarCraft. People uh, like I mean, of, and said that it sucks that he lost his credit card, and he talked a little bit about that. And then I couldn't see you guys anymore, so it was like I think my group left. He's like, "Oh crap, dude! Like, are you here alone then?" I'm just mm-hmm. like, "No, I was the one that drove." He's like, "Oh, so they're beholden to you? Don't worry about it." And we kept chatting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I talked to Drew a little bit. Drew is super nice. Like, yep. oh my god. Mm-hmm. That guy, I don't know. Uh, out of all of them, I probably talked the least amount to Ryan. No, I haven't talked to... I didn't talk to Patrick at all. Oh, okay. I kind of am regretting that a little bit. Like, even though I'm not a huge fan of some of the stuff he does, okay. I would have liked to talk to him a little bit more about indie games. Because he, yeah, he is the indie game one stuff. of that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, cap situation and whatever. Um, the, for me, I guess the person I touched base with the least was Brad Shoemaker. I just, I don't know about StarCraft, and I wasn't sure what to ask or anything, and it just kind of... You could just told him that he has a beautiful way. singing voice. Yes, I guess I should have said that. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> it, it was nice, though. That, that, was a nice, that was a nice little party thing. That was a nice way to end the first day. Right. If there's one regret of the show, it's like I didn't really get to do that with Mexico Support at any point, so right. I kept kind of seeing what they were doing. And at they the same time, every time I walked by Mega 64, they had a, some people around they were talking to, and the one time I went there and was talking to them, yeah, they seemed tired, and I didn't want to really take up their time. Oh, okay. So like, I was just I like, no, it's cool, I'll go. Like, I just wanted to say hey, sort of thing. They, yeah, they were cool, their panel was great. Um... Yeah, like so, so like a positive Mega Sixty Four experience. It's just they kept saying like oh, not man. enough of one for you. Yeah, not, for sure. not akin to like the Double Fine party or anything. The like, Double Fine thing was absolutely surreal, though. Yeah, that was like awesome. I was a little angry because like when Sean wanted to go, I didn't want to go, but I also knew that I was gonna be driving for thirteen hours the next day in like five hours. Oh, okay. So I was just like, no, like I need a little bit of sleep because I'll probably be be taking most of the load for this so i better go with him right and then giddy me returning back probably woke you up and ruined that anyway so i was in and out of sleep that whole time really okay yeah so uh, it was fine that was that was some pretty exciting stuff oh uh, we also got to play connect party which has that you great- played a bit of it at that time my legs were so gone it right. was like uh chris was talking about a bunch of stuff and i was super into what he was talking about at, but at the same time, it physically was hurting me to stand. And oh, okay. he, that guy likes to talk a yeah. lot. Primo, uh, Idle Thumbs podcast guy. Yep. Um, and Brad Muir is the guy I talked to the most probably. And yeah, he was just really nice and encouraging about a lot of stuff. Like, 
I'll definitely... Brad Muir is... Like, I don't know. He is exactly the way I hoped he would be. Okay. I think that's probably the best way to put it, because I was going to be super bummed out if he was just kind of like... Like, I didn't think he would be a jerk, mm-hmm. really, but I thought he might be like, oh, no, like, I don't really know you, so I'll say hey, and, like, I'll do the picture thing, but then I'm going to, like, go talk to my friends. Oh, okay. So no. I, like, keep I was trying to kind of keep everybody in. I was going to be a little bit bummed out, but then it turned out, like, no, the way he seems on stuff is the way mm-hmm. he is. Like, he'll just walk around and talk to people randomly and make jokes and just keep going. Yeah. Like, that oh. guy does not stop, and I don't think he has, like, a malicious bone in his body. Yeah, like he, yeah, he started talking more about uh, like trench stuff, like yeah. specifically monovisions and his ideas behind like what that why and what those were, like tons of stuff. But that that was just kind of a weird little bit of insight into that game. Like right. I guess part of the idea was technology has advanced to a point where like there's crazy robots and everything, but it hasn't advanced to a point where TVs can have multiple channels. So. You have if you want twenty channels, you need twenty mono visions. Right. So you just have a big wall of t- TVs in your house. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I thought it was a neat, like a neat, weird, like surrealistic thing to have just a giant bank of televisions if you want to watch anything like Watchmen or something. Yeah. You know how Adrian Veidt's sitting in his little room with his TVs. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, I don't know. Just tons, tons of topics were touched on and stuff. I can't really get all into everything, but. I guess, yeah, briefly, at some point, I kind of got some Sleepless in Seattle movie details wrong, which Tim Schafer took exception to and had to correct me, because Ryan is not in Seattle at any point in that movie. They meet in New York. Right. So I was, I was just like, whoops, totally forgot. I haven't seen that movie in like a decade. Apparently, The Hunger is awesome. Uh, okay. David Bowie's in it. Yeah. Uh, that was a Tony Scott movie. Yeah. And, uh, like, yeah, I, I said this to myself when, like, briefly, but, um... Brad Muir and Tim Schafer took exception to toe shoes. Ron yeah. Gilbert, they were awesome. So, I don't know what to do. Ron Gilbert was kind of the wild card because I didn't know how he would be at all. He always seemed like he would just kind of be like, ugh, or something it, towards well, his, people, but he was su- he was name, fine. His Twitter name is Grumpy Gamer. That's true. But, uh, yeah, he started really warming up over the course of the party and, yeah, just like, at some point we were talking about Play-Doh and the cave and all that stuff yeah to his his new game and like i don't know it was yeah the most interesting industry conversations i've ever had yeah so i I was really happy we also got to meet with the mental drift people yes which was uh super cool too lo and behold games right which are like super early developer like they haven't really released anything yet they were part of the molly do i guess which was that weird The molly jam the Molly Jam, yeah, which, based on the Molly Do tweets or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're super fresh, super green. They haven't done anything yet, but they were getting some positive buzz at the show. And that was really neat to see them. Talking they have about a really good they're... idea, and by the looks of it, it works really quite okay. Yeah, which no, is I... great because they're not even done that game yet, so it's going to even no, be like, even better. Like what we saw is all of that game at this point. I'm pretty sure. But... Well, they're probably going to tweak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was kind of trying to figure out if, like, what we saw is what it's going to look like later, and there's, I don't know, like, so much is going to change, probably, but it's a neat kernel of an idea that I hope really goes on to do something cool. Really nice people, too. Yeah. Oh, really yeah. down-to-earth. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody there just seems, like, really happy to be there, which just seems to be a common thing. Like, uh, the PAX 10 panel I got to go to, I missed one of them, 
Yeah. Because uh, I think oh yeah, we were in line for the giant bomb panel, which was totally worth it. Like I'm not, I don't regret that at all. There's just too much awesome stuff happening there. Dave Lang was there. Dave Lang was Dave Lang was there. Yeah. Um, and Dave Lang was there. Both um, of them. Yeah. I unfortunately okay. If you the ever Lang Zone in, was represented. The Lang Zone was open. I did get something signed, but it got rubbed off. Like the marker did not stick. You should have just asked him to sign it again. You did right, see him. Like, I wasn't. It wasn't in my backpack at that point. Then it would just be like, "Hey, sign Munchkin Impossible." Like, as I, Dave Lang. As Dave Lang. Um. But anyway. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. The Pax Ten panel I went to. Like, just I, it was nice to talk to. Like, I I got to ask a question at the Q and A and stuff. I did that a couple times at whatever panel I went to. Okay. Kind of got used to doing that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it was neat to hear kind of like them saying like there's like I, specifically the question I asked was like do you need to go to any specific school or go to any specific location like Seattle for example in order to have an indie dev scene and there's like no dude whatever like I thought I had to move to Phoenix but I didn't have to move to Phoenix the one guy said the offspring fling guy Kyle yeah uh, who also did snapshot he worked on that which we picked up um weird little copy paste robot platformer thing um but yeah like just that kind of openness and willingness to talk about whatever um, seemed pretty universal, which was fun. And there were some Twitch-related uh, panels as well that I got a lot out of. I kind of wish you saw the second one. I thought it was way better. Yeah, the first one really wasn't my bag. Very well, the that, pro gamers, right? Yeah, like, that was not us. Right. So. Like, I'm not a StarCraft pro, so that's not the kind of stream I'm even interested in. But, like, there were some, like, vague odd hints like tips that still were applicable i guess but not not quite as community focused as the other one uh jared ray hosted that so true story yep when you were just saying about snapshot yeah just now i have i actually started entering the code to redeem that okay yeah i redeemed mine earlier i haven't downloaded it yet though um i guess if we want to talk briefly about like i did try to spend more more time than the rest of the floor in that corner, like the indie PAX 10 corner. Mm-hmm. It is the most interesting stuff there. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. Um, Catch 22 was a weird, really simple indie game. Catch 22 is really good, but it makes you hate yourself, which is great. Yeah, like it's you versus your own ghost from the previous turn. Yep. Essentially. Um, like I, I've in had one turn, I remember I did a lot of bouncing. Yeah, and then like when I finally finished that one, I was just like, "I'm such a fucking idiot," and then I lost. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. When I like saw the path that I did with the last one, I was just like, "Oh, there's no, yeah, lost." <laughs> yeah, you like there's there's a circle. Your two little circles going in opposite directions, one green, one blue. Every time you get a coin, it switches to the other one. Yeah, and you have to avoid yourself for yeah. this turn, and it gets pretty chaotic pretty quickly. Um. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Uh, Luft Drowsers was some weird flying game with amazing bass in it. That stood out as being something cool. Uh, it reminded me of Time Pilot, but with way better controls. That's one I didn't play. Yeah. Um, Closure had a really neat look and sound to it. It was kind of silent film looking, um, and you're platforming with light. Like you can only like if you're no, if you stand in the darkness, you fall. Like there's nothing that exists without light. It's weird, but it, it, it was kind of okay. That um, game's out, though. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, well, check that out if you wanna. I don't know. It like, seemed okay. I, cl- 
uh, it is the one I'm thinking of, right? Where you're like this little weird thing and you hold on to the light. Yeah, there's a little orb of light and you're like a crab creature thing. Okay, because I'm pretty sure that came out a while ago. Oh, okay. Well, it was still there. Maybe. Yeah. Anyways, I hadn't played it and I, like, I don't know. I probably won't buy it, like, to be completely honest, but I enjoyed it. I like the look and sound more than actually playing it. I just got frustrated pretty quickly, but it, it, yeah, it has some cool aesthetic ideas to it. I, I don't know. Um, the Johan's trip Battle runner two is amazing. It it looks and sounds amazing. I'm just bad at it, and it makes me sad. Fair so, enough. And that... I also get still playing games like that on the show floor. So when you're saying stuff like "no, it's the worst game," you were just trying to get a rise out well, of Sean. I'm trolling Sean. I was totally trolling Sean. Yeah. Um. Because you knew yeah. he loved it. <laughs> yeah, he loved yeah. it so much. It's yeah. Just like, well, I'm just gonna kind of rag on you a bit. I should probably tell him that so he doesn't get mad. Um. But yeah, now I'm trying to think. Yo and Sebastian Joust, I died right away, but it seems cool. Yeah. Um, there were some some I got to kind of stand by and watch, like Offspring playing uh, Swapper, which was that Swapper looks pop- okay. Yeah. Um, the people that I watched play it annoyed me though, so I stopped watching because I don't know what the hell they were doing. They were just kind of messing around, and I okay. want to see more of it. Like, messing around with that mechanic of warping, kind of... Which is fine, because, like, whatever, people can play games however they want, but at the same time, it's like, yo, I want to see this game. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see what neat ideas they do with right. it, but whatever. That whole area is kind of frustrating, like, you'd see, like, one person sitting there at the demo <laughs> station, you're just like, oh, well, I can wait for this, and then, like, 15 minutes would go by, and you're just like, I just, I just gotta go. Like, I can't wait around anymore. Like, the demos seemed really long. Yeah, that's a side of you I've never seen before. You're quite impatient. Yeah, I could not handle it. It's like, there's so much stuff going on. If I don't, if you know... Oh, so was it just a matter of the fact that it's like, well, the longer I stand here, the more I'm missing out on anything else? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. 90 things that are happening right now. So, you know, unless I can walk up to a game and start playing it. Okay, yeah. I played Unfinished Swan... That only required me to wait for like 10, 15 minutes, but that was last day, so I figured I might as well check that out. That game's really good. It's it fun. is, but seeing how it goes twice before did kind of make it weird. See, when I walked up, there was one person playing it, and they just finished. Right. So That's I good. didn't see any of it until when I played. So like when you start in literally just white, mm-hmm. I was just like, what? Like, so you start- kind of navigating a maze that you're revealing with paint globs, but if you've seen the maze twice, it kind of ruins it. Gotcha. Um, I played Metal Gear Rising the whole demo, finally. Yep. So, E3 experience complete. That is not a Metal Gear game. It is... Yeah, it's not a Metal Gear Solid game. It's... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's really fun. It's well done, because, I mean... It's Kojima, so yeah. Well, it's Platinum, but yeah. Yeah, like, it's them, so (laughs) it's going to be well done. It's fun. It's kind of ridiculous, which is great. Right, like, some of those cutscenes in 4 were really ridiculous, too, though, so I don't feel it totally ruins that. Well, the thing is, I like to play those games stealthy. Yeah. Like, on Extreme with the thing that, like, when you get spotted, it's game over. And this is not that game. Like no, this is actually, not this is not what I go to Metal Gear for specifically, so that's a little weird to me still. Okay. Uh, 
I, I generally dug it, though there were there were some kind of set piece moments that I died a couple times on that I just felt like that was just kind of shitty. Like, like when the, you like have to a, run up that piece of bridge that gets blown apart. Yeah, there's a bridge collapsing, and it's just like that's not fun. Like you know, I I don't know. It just seems contrary to the fun action movie. Like it's just like and then Raiden fell. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just criticizing the game, whereas I should be criticizing my own ability or something, but. It Maybe. just, that was not a mechanically complicated thing. It was just more frustrating. Um, and then a Metal Gear Rage shows up, and you're like, what? End of demo. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I hope it's okay. Um, the, the Kojima panel, the, the game they're working on, though, looks way more interesting to me. It's uh, Ground Zeroes, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Uh, open world's Metal Gear game. You're driving around in a Jeep. Yep. You're getting out of that Jeep and then crawling around on the ground. Um, it looks nice. Like, the Fox engine they're working on looks crazy good. Like, they, they were saying it's, like, dude, this is current gen. It looked insane, though. But, you know, that's what they said. They made sure they weren't joking around with that. They emphasized that a couple times. So, okay. Good. Well, we'll see. You did it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Kojima had this really sparkly shirt. That, that was pretty important. Yep. It was the Foxhound logo. And it was Great. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he just he just talked about Metal Gear. Jeff Keighley did a pretty good interview with him. That was that was kind of the whole thing. Um, I'm trying to yeah, Ground Zeroes, open world, Far Cry 2 with Metal Gear in it. What? Ah, that my, that's what I want anyway. I don't know how extreme they'll go with all of that stuff, but I I was intrigued. Um, then there was right leaving the theater. Um, Final Scratch herself gave me a button. There you so that go. Was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. There you go. Packs. I. Sorry. I'm just gonna look. What else happened? Um, okay. Well. While you, you look have... that up, I'll say some stuff here then. Right. I played uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, the mobile platforms, both the iPhone version and the iPad version. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Street Fighter Cross Tekken. So there you go. It looks really nice. It plays pretty okay. Problem, of course, is as usual, touchscreen joystick controls for a fighting game not very great. No bueno. In fact. Uh, on the iPhone, it controls okay, but of course your thumbs are, like, covering everything. Yeah. And then on the iPad, your thumbs aren't covering nearly as much, so you can enjoy the graphics and everything like that. But it's a lot harder to control, so I don't know. It's pretty impressive what they're doing with the tech, though. I played some Jack Lumber, which is literally just kind of like Fruit Ninja, only you're cutting trees. And you have to, like, cut them certain ways. So what happens is like a bunch of, I want to say wood, but I know people will make fun of me. But so like a bunch of like tree stumps or whatever get Mm -hmm. thrown onto the screen or like up in the air. And then when you put your finger down on it, it starts slowing down and you have to kind of create a path to cut through all of them. And then when you let go, he cuts through all of them and you get scored accordingly. Uh, Fun little game, I guess. More than are they like, yo, don't log too much or you'll destroy the forests no because what happened is uh trees killed his grandmother so now he's out for revenge uh okay yeah so it's a weird message about trees i like trees do you yeah but okay all right um more than anything pax is probably the best ipad commercial ever because it makes me want an ipad now just for all the games coming out on it those aren't on iPhone as well? I don't have either. Oh, okay. 
but I would prefer an iPad. Like, if if I'm gonna buy an i something mm-hmm. for gaming, I want it to be the iPad, of course, yeah. over the sure. like over a small screen. So yeah, um, Orc Attack. It's a game where you. It's kind of like a almost like Dynasty Warriors, where a bunch of dudes will attack you. And you have to like fight them off or whatever, but it's four-player co-op. You're you can choose between four different types of orcs, mm. and uh, they each have like a special ability. It's very childish in a lot of ways. Like the orc names are different names for poo. Great. And um, like one of your special AOE abilities, area of effect abilities, is a uh, like a noxious fart attack. Classy. Yeah. I guess the reasoning behind it is that, like, the orcs were living there all peaceful and whatnot, then these humans came in and started polluting stuff and building stuff, and, like, they're getting... The reason they have these abilities now is because they're actually just, like, poisoned from all the toxins and stuff that the humans have brought to them, so now they're fighting to reclaim their land. Okay. Does uh, it have anything to do with orcs must die or anything? Just no. Just like that? Okay. No. Uh, it looks really nice. It plays okay like it plays the way you would want this type of game to play i wasn't able to play it with anybody because i had lost everybody in the group at that point and random people weren't playing with me they were like coming in groups of four and picking up another station there wasn't just like a group or a one person coming in because like i even offered like hey grab a controller if you want or whatever they're like no i'm not playing i gotta go right away so i was like oh okay so I didn't get to try that out. It looked like it was a lot of fun with more people. Um, they're pushing to get it out on Xbox Live Arcade and um, PSN, I believe. They're trying for Steam, that Greenlight program they're doing. Yeah, I was looking at that today. Yeah, so they're trying to get on there, so I'm going to vote for them, because it's a pretty fun game. Um, he said they're trying to aim for about a 10 or 15 dollar price point i don't think it's worth 15 dollars it's probably fine at 10 so i hope they realize that i just didn't want to say anything at the time and they're pushing for the end of the year they're trying to get it out this year so that should be coming pretty soon so keep an eye out for that if you're into that sort of game uh curse of the nordic cove it's a game where you basically play a dude who's going to pick his girlfriend up like a Scottish guy who's going to pick his girlfriend up from the golf course or something. And the archaeologist she works for unleashes some evil or whatever. Yeah. Evil dead. Like kind of. So you're just fighting your way through stuff. What's neat about this though, is that every level plays like a completely different type of game. So, like, you'll have an on-rail shooter for one game, you'll have, like, a dungeon crawler for another level. Another level you'll have, like, th- going around and picking up stuff in, like, a stealthy mechanic sort of thing going on. Another one you'll have literally just a golf game. Another one's a driving game. So every level is a completely different style. Uh, that is in super early, like, alpha stage, though so things about it are kind of broken and weird. It looks fine. It looks like it might be okay as soon as they fix a bunch of stuff. More than anything, I'm really intrigued that they're trying so many different things, and the fact that I had a cigarette at some point with every single member and was talking to them, and they're super nice people, makes me hope that they do well. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. I 
that's probably not going to be up for a while, though. So I probably wouldn't be holding my breath for that one. But yeah, it's all right. And then Contagion is basically an 8-10 to 10 player co-op zombie survival shooter. And much like Left 4 Dead, only it takes it a bit more seriously. There's like neat little mechanics like you you can pick up a nail gun and wood and you can like board up doors and stuff like that and hold down you have to try to rescue survivors you have a oh, okay. cell phone with gps that shows you where your next objective is and all that sort of stuff and it's one of those games where like hordes of zombies will attack you so you really have to work with each other mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of neat um apparently it's already out on ipad and iphone on the ios devices so I was playing a computer version of it, and they're hoping to get that out and polished pretty soon. I, I actually played that twice, two different days. I came back and was talking to them, so they were happy to hear that I kept coming back. So that's Did, uh, Does it have weird, like, super zombies in it? Like, uh, not that I could tell from the demo. That kind of equivalence? I only played... Okay. The demo was only, like, one level. But okay. not, there wasn't in that level, no. Okay. Yeah. Good. I don't know. Found that. Like, if you're into the Left 4 Dead type of thing and you want to play a game with a bunch of friends, I think this would be okay. Okay. Of of course, it, it's one of the things that like price will really dictate how well it does. Mm-hmm. So that the verdict is still out on that one, I guess. But I hope they do well. Really nice guys behind okay. that one. Speaking of zombies, mm-hmm. uh, Dead Island Riptide. I saw a demo of that. How was that? Uh, I guess they're focusing on making the gunplay better, um, so that they were, there was more shooting and stuff. It, the, the part I saw was more or less a tower defense type thing. Like, you just complete an objective, they're fixing a boat or something, and you have to hold off, like, zombie hordes from entering this ruined church. And he was putting up, like, barbed wire fences, setting mines, using chain guns and stuff. It, it looked kind of fun, but it also just looked way more action-heavy, like... Borderlandsy. In the first one, was there experience and damage coming off of the zombies by default? Oh. Because I turned a bunch of stuff off in that game, so I, I can't re- remember. Well, I can't remember either because I made it so, like, there was no HUD elements at all. Yeah, me too. I wanted it to be maximum immer- immersion. Exactly. Yeah. So I honestly couldn't tell you. Just the the way it was presented in this was like, yeah, number popping off stuff, electric damage was like blue, it was, it looked way more kind of Diablo-y or something, it was weird oh, okay uh, but, you know, nice and violent and whatever and controlling well and everything Um, I guess the one thing I did like, the developer was saying like, hey, we're pre-alpha so we can make changes, I was just like, you need a difficulty mode, where if you die, that's it right, you die, yeah. permadeath Agreed. like Diablo style, of course, and I yes just, because, like, when I was playing the first one, I, I was doing really well for a long time, and then I died, and it just respawns you. And it was just like, oh, really? There's, like, no consequence at all. Like, it just, it really evaporated any tension at all. Past yeah, that point. that's kind of weird. Of yeah. Like, I was way keyed up and into it, and then it's like, oh, wait, that's all that happens? Alright. And just kind of didn't care anymore. So, I yeah, I'd really prefer that game if they had a more intense slant to it. Or at least an option. Just make it an option. Just tweet just you know this like don't choose this unless you're crazy on the menu and i'll just choose it and then i'll have more fun so yeah, that was that can um, you hear that squeaking yeah yes how bad it's it was quite audible yeah fuck <laughs> fucking neighbors piece of shit 
Anyways, go on. I think it's uh, over. Uh, more zombie party. Um, Walking Dead episode three. Okay, it's out. Unfo yeah, like I'm sorry, can't you can't really. talk that much about it. I no, I know it's cool. It. I mean, if things were different and I had today off, we could. But mm -hmm. we got in real late last night. And I just couldn't do it. I just, I just, I guess more I'll talk about like th th something was wrong with my Steam version of that game for a while before it came out, and I was freaking out. Okay. Because it didn't seem to be working. I guess they up updated, like put episode three up quite late in the day, so I finally got to play it. Like I was worried I wouldn't be able to play it before PAX. Right. And then I, so I, I played through that in one sitting. Okay. Um, but yeah, I can't really talk about it. Um, it's it's good. I guess, yeah, it was it was good. Some good stuff happens. There was some interesting gameplay stuff in there. No, um, we're not talking about that right now. Okay. Is Speaking that, of... No, yeah. like, is that what you're getting at? Yeah, we can't is, really get into that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, like, on the note of horrific bloody violence, pixels... They bleed them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who they are, I guess. They, everything. They bleed pixels. Yeah, so Perfect. you bought this. As I did well. buy this. I played it a little bit on the first night. Yep. Um, because that I was the night before night. we had to leave. Well, Thursday night I played it. Wait, what? Yeah, the night before the show. The night before the show? The night before PAX, I played... They what? Played Pixel. Where? At the hotel. What? Yeah. What? Why? That's possible. I had my laptop there. I don't understand. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a thing I did. Um, gotcha. I don't know why you were so incredulous. Yeah, I played some of it. Um, I like that there's combat in it. I was like, do they change up kind of the backgrounds and the look of it at some point? Yep. Um, the third level is like a water level. Okay, just like that purple look. I was kind of like. No. Uh, yeah, that changes. Okay. Good. Yep. You played more of it, though. Uh, why don't you... I played a whole lot of it. So the day it came out, I had some errands to do. But um, I was talking to the developer, the creator of it, on Twitter. And then I was saying, I'm probably going to live stream this. And he said something about if this guy lives... Like, this guy being me, to his followers, he said, if this guy also live streams it, that's three in the first hour or something. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, oh, shit. I got to drop everything and do it now, then. So I did that. And he jumped in and watched me play for a bit and heard me cuss them out in a good way. Just saying, like, these guys are assholes and I love it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the Super Meat Boy thing, right? Where you're just like, these guys are total fucking dicks. But, like, that's what they were going for with some parts. So that's fine. Yeah, um, yeah so I was live streaming that. Got a few people in there to watch it day one. Um, and, like, just calling back a little bit to PAX one of the panels you were saying for the Twitch stuff, they were told, they were like, yeah, you totally gotta do that. Mm -hmm. So that's kinda neat. So we should probably... Oh, like, touch base with the developers, you mean? And get them to, like, pimp it, if possible. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, they just kinda suggested... And at the same um, time, the developers love seeing people, like, indie devs love seeing people play their games. Yeah. Yeah, so that worked out fine. Um, hoping we can do more with him. Mm -hmm. on pixel response but that'll come later as that develops uh yeah it's a really good game i like it quite a bit it's basically it's almost like a super meat boy type game with uh like it's a platformer with 
stuff you have to avoid and not die or whatever. But it's also like a beat-em-up, and there's a combo system in there and all of that sort of thing, so you get that goodness with it. Uh, the mechanic I'm really impressed by is I like their checkpoint system, mm -hmm. where you're basically working towards filling up your checkpoint bar so you can checkpoint wherever you stay still for like two seconds without things around you that are dangerous. And not only is... And they actually encourage it in the game. Like, you get points the more you checkpoint too. So that's kind of neat, because some, a lot of times games will just be like, no, beat this like whole game without dying, or without checkpointing or saving. This game's like, no, get points. Like, save as much as you can. So that's kind of neat. Um, the art style's great. The whole Lovecraft influence is fantastic. It's probably my favorite thing about the game. Uh, has some really interesting enemies in it, some real asshole parts, especially for the OCD in me that needs to collect everything. Um, soundtrack is fantastic. I don't know. I could probably just keep reiterating the same points over and over again. What did you think about it more? I, I didn't get it, like, specifically they be pixels again. I just didn't get a chance to play much of it. Okay. Um, yeah, like, I, I was generally enjoying what I what I was playing. Um, very Cthulhu seems yes. to be the thing. Like, when did that happen? Like, Cthulhu kind of just became the hottest ancient Babylonian deity or whatever on the world. Is that who he is? I don't know. Lovecraft? Yeah. Is that where he's from? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just, like, Call of Cthulhu, like, eight years ago, Dark Corners of the Earth, and then now, like, Dead Mouse is making songs about him. He's got plushies and card games. It's just like, what? what I was it? looking for a plushie at PAX. I couldn't find any. Like, any satisfactory ones? Because I did see some. They just weren't. Super... Oh, I should have asked you then. I didn't see any. Oh, okay. They I, weren't I that the good, more... you were saying, though? Well, the more adorable you go with it, the better. Like, um, yeah. in Munchkin, there was uh, Chibi Cthulhu is one of the cards. And That'd be like, amazing. Yeah. Yep. That's what you want. Yep. Giant, stupid eyes, but it's like an ancient All right. will destroy everything. So what we're doing here, ebay.ca. Okay. Live on the podcast, Cthulhu Plushy. I'm just going to see. I got zero results. So, great. back to games. Um, I'm just going to say Super Time Force is great. I can't okay. wait for that to come out. Uh, it's an old-style type Contra shooter with a weird time travel mechanic sort of thing, where when you die, you restart at a checkpoint, and you're, as you were playing, like, you can choose a new character or whatever, mm -hmm. and the ghost of the last guy that you killed is still playing and, like, affecting the world, so, like, say you take out five enemies in a row, then you die from one thing, those yeah. five enemies, if you just wait with your new guy, will still die, and then you can kill the thing that killed that guy and then it like there's just a time stop because that's where he was supposed to die but right, he didn't okay. so when that happens you go and save him Whoa. quote unquote and that's your Dude, new checkpoint it's basically that one scene in the movie next where it's Nick weird Cage... it's yeah it's weird because you create time paradoxes to right. complete he, the like... game like he yeah, he just kind of trials and errors his way through this giant warehouse full of dudes, and several of that his, is like, exactly what this die. is. Yes. Yo, okay. So next, the video game coming out from Cabby or whatever, Cappy. Cappy Barra. Yeah. Cappy Barra. Yeah, the Super Brothers people. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, it looked, it looked neat. That was just one of those games where there was always someone playing it, and I stood near it for a long time and got free play. I was just like, ran away. Yeah, so, it's a Contra-style shooter. I'm just going to talk a little bit more about the actual game, and then we'll continue, mm-hmm. just so people know a little bit more about it. You have a... Yeah, okay. You have kind of like a class thing, a class choice at the very, like, when you're choosing your character, you can have, like, the normal marine guy that shoots normally, but then each one of them has a charge shot, mm-hmm. so when you charge his, he has, like, a machine gun that's a spread gun at the same time. So, that's him. You have a sniper lady when that just has a single shot sniper rifle, but when you charge her shot, it's kind of like a powerful beam that can go through walls to attack enemies. You have a dude that holds a shield and doesn't really do anything, but when you charge his shield, he can explode it, like he can blow it up to do some damage. And you have a rocket guy that shoots, like, grenades or something that aren't too powerful, but they're okay. But then when you charge his shot, it turns into, like, a rocket launcher sort of thing for maximum splash damage. Um, And there was one level where you go back in the prehistoric days because President T-Rex has declared like anarchy and all humans must die okay yeah i I mean hmm. so like the boss of that level in the demo is a t-rex with a gun and a dude in his mouth that every time he opens his mouth a dude comes out and shoots and he's like wearing this weird thing on his chest so basically you have to like blow up the gun and blow up the chest thing and like take him out or whatever but the neat thing about that is that each there's a new character introduced in that fight too, which is Zachasaurus. So he's like a raptor type dinosaur, I guess. I couldn't really tell because it's all pixelated, like okay. eight, or eight or sixteen bit graphic style. And uh, he has like a swiping claw attack. He's melee, and when you charge his attack, he just kind of does like a flying headbutt into stuff mm-hmm. in whatever direction you're aiming. But what's neat about that is that apparently there's going to be a whole bunch of characters like that that you can just, like, play as in the level. So there's going to be a whole bunch of different choices in this game, which is kind of neat. And, like, I like the art style. The music's great, too. There's a level where you're flying on a pterodactyl shooting stuff. Is it Jim Guthrie returning? I don't think so, no. Oh, okay. So, like, it's not amazing, but it's good for sound. Uh, that's something I really want to see more of. There's, like, the whole time paradox thing still blows my mind, because apparently there's this one part where there's, like, a Mm power-up, and to get it, you have to play first as the shield guy, go to where, like, all these dudes are shooting, and just stand there for, like, 30 seconds, because you only get 30 seconds in each level. Right. And then, like, when he dies, you go back, and then, like... You just wait a few seconds until he's in position, and while he's taking all the bullets, then you can go in this area. Weird. Yeah. So, so like, you have to think four-dimensionally, Marty. I got it. Okay. It's one of... It seems like the type of game that, like, you beat it, and then you go on game FAQs and find out all the little tricks for different things. Cool. So I, that's... I, that's gonna I be great. I get a sense of that stuff just seeing it. It just looked like a dude shooting. But... So there's much more going on. Cool. Yeah. And, of course, the control is nice. That's always good. The whole 30-second uh, level thing, every time you ca- kill an enemy, you get mm-hmm. time added. So it's not really a huge deal. It's really there only to prevent people from camping and taking their time. Like, they want you to go. They want you to die. 
they want you to save that guy and get a new checkpoint. Like, you can brute force your way through stuff doing that. So it's fine. That time limit isn't a thing people have to worry about, because I know a lot of people hate time limits in games. I just find it kind of weird that, um... Sorry. Like... Like, yeah, that they went with Xbox Live Arcade with this. Isn't that what they what they're doing? Uh, like just in light of like what a bunch of indie devs have been saying about Microsoft kind of being jerks. I think so. I think they're going Steam, Steam though. Okay. As well. I, okay. I it just I thought I saw Xbox Live marketing on it, so I assumed it would have some sort of exclusivity. Window it's very possible. Yeah, which kind of bummed me out. Because Microsoft has the mad cash; they have chugging money. They, yeah, they have considerable money, yes. Probably more than Chugga, if you can believe it. I don't know. Oh, in-jokes that we'll never explain. Uh, no, stay tuned to uh, Krasnor G on YouTube. Uh, a video's going up. I don't know if we even talk about it in that video, though. I don't know. Oh, weird. it might be a little disingenuous to our good friend John if we don't mention his panel was, went okay. Yeah, uh, despite kind of flickering uh, 8-bit stuff, or, you know, like, the resolution for the older games on Super, or Super Nintendo and Nintendo and stuff weren't working well. Yep. The screen, but... There was, was no was way weird. they could have known that, though, until, like... Prior it, to seeing the setup, yeah. It, because it they got there super early. They wanted to set up by 9.30, have everything ready, but then Razer came in and were just like, no, we're unveiling something. You can't come in here till we're done, which was, like, 11 or something. Yeah. Yeah, so they got screwed. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it did at least kind of show a little three-frame updates at a time, so you could follow the gameplay. Which was super weird, because yeah, there'd be people cheering, and it's like, no, he died in that two-second frame. Right. It's like, no, Bowser got him. Yeah. Okay. They, they did their Nick Arcade kind of game show type thing, um, and that filled up, like, the whole panel. There was a ton of people wanting to participate. That was kind of neat to see. Yeah. Um, Dude played Punch Out without looking at the screen. Um, I'm really seen. proud of John. He emceed yeah. that quite well. He did all the talking. Our little boys growing up. Yeah. Aww. And then yeah. it was sign and stuff, and yeah, good yeah. times. And then uh, something uh, else happened that there will be video the... for. Well, I I actually want to like set that to private first and make sure he's not like offended. I don't know. I think he'll be okay. But some some of the banter behind the scenes is a little a little goofy. Go a little You're just nervous about the one thing you said. The one thing I said. The one thing. I and said. I thought, and we all thought it was hilarious, and he will too. Okay, okay. That's I'll, all I'm saying. All right. Um. But yeah, yeah. John's John's panel did go. And of course, the concerts were great. I was the only one that went yeah, to I them. Yeah, I didn't get to see any of that. I was right okay. up front. Saw some Paul and Storm. They always put on a great comedy show and music. Love those guys. Jonathan Colton, of course, is great, so that was good. MC Frontalot did his thing, which was really good, and then my legs hurt like hell, and I dragged my ass home. Right. During that time, I was wandering way up, like, I guess, north, like several dozen, like a dozen blocks or something to go to the Unicorn, yep. in hopes of meeting my were there, yep. and they were not there. That bar is way crazier than I thought it was. It was not my scene at all. And I was like, ah, I gotta get out of here. So, yeah, that was that. But I did get to see downtown Seattle, and that was fun. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Uh, packs? Is there any other Paxy business? I'm sure there's some stuff, but I'll, I'll probably be talking about it more on Top Down Perspective and stuff. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about bicycles? Uh, you can, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess pretty brief. I saw a Premium Rush, uh, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt versus Michael Shannon movie. Um, it is bike chasing, like bike messengers in New York City, trying to get some sort of sensitive package... Um, across town, Michael Shannon is this angry, angry, angry cop who w- does not want that to happen. Um, and he's probably my favorite part of the movie just because I enjoy that dude's intensity, okay. I guess. He's just so mad. Um, and yeah, it's it's David Coop. It's it's a fun little kind of chase movie. But there was like one really weird, heavy-handed political note they keep hitting in it about China. Okay. That just felt like really weirdly out of place given the tone of the movie. Like, it was just like, you should probably treat this subject with a little more thoroughly or something. This is kind of weird. Like, it, it was vaguely propaganda-y as like, America's pretty awesome compared to China, right? Anyway, it's just like, huh, what? I don't know. It felt weird. I it, I it stood out to me as being kind of an odd thing. I could elaborate, but it doesn't really matter. It's like a very simple, like, almost real-time movie is kind of what they're going for. Like, he has a certain amount of time to get across town, and much of the movie is a chase, but then they kind of go back to contextualize everything with flashbacks and stuff. Right. Um, so, yeah. Like, super short, 90-minute little thing. There are some cool stunts in it. Do you, if you like bicycles, maybe you'll get a lot out of it. There's not a lot of bike movies that I can think of. So Yeah. Bikes. It's okay. Torque? Uh, Right. Speaking of weird bikes, um, Torque is an it's an important movie. Uh, it really showcases how product placement can go so horribly wrong mm-hmm. in any kind of like, and also just like you can see studio executive fingerprints all over it. Like it's just like Fast and the Furious is popular. We want that. Kids like motorcycles. Kids like Ice Cube. Let's go, Mountain Dew. Like yes. it is. It is insane. Uh, so the wonderful people at Twisted Pixel, who have made some pretty amusing games over the years, um, probably my favorite uh, would be Comic Jumper. Yeah. Just, okay. Like, despite the gameplay being kind of like, kind of crazy. The ideas behind point, it are pretty good. Yeah. Like, there's there's so much humor in there that I really just appreciated it. Like, like I like Explosion Man, but that game I got kind of more frustrated with weirdly than Comic Jumper, despite it objectively not being as good but whatever um they kind of like they elaborated on their new game loco cycle yep um specifically in their panel they talked quite a bit about it some stuff i wasn't sure why they really emphasized on but i I guess i can go into that kind of a sparsely populated panel too which was kind of weird but uh i don't know i I still appreciate what i saw there was a donut eating contest and whatnot which in retrospect i probably should have participated in but did they play the donut song uh they sure did they sure did. Was that they Sean that called it then? Uh, Sean, I guess, would not have enjoyed that because he's no, but tired it, of that song. He, he was the I one didn't. that said that, right? He was what? He was the one that said that, that they would do that? Yes, he correctly called that. Um, yeah, he and, called it. And I didn't really bring it up, but I have a t-shirt that says everybody loves Don't Know This Song. I thought, it was, I thought that song was really funny. It's, it's good. So, Fair enough. Okay. Uh, um... Yeah, LocoCycle uh, was apparently the product of a torque-related nightmare. 
that one of the developers had after watching it. They had this weird fever dream where motorcycles were fighting each other. Yep. Um, which I could totally see happening because the last bit of that movie, they are basically fighting on motorcycles in front of giant ads. It's yeah, again, it's like ninety minute movie. I ended up buying it, which is probably a mistake, but you should see it. Somehow figure out a way to see Torque. It's important for science. Um, yeah. Th th this game looks very Spy Hunter, like very car chase focused, which I'm into. I, I like blowing up cars while driving fast. That's the thing I can get behind. Um, and you're this weird, crazy Tron light cycle type thing that also has basically legs because it has two wheels um, at the back and it can jump up in the air and start kicking dudes and doing combos and I don't know I thought it I thought it looked pretty fun uh, Robert Patrick is a key voice in that he's the nemesis bike which I believe is named Spike okay is that correct I have no idea I don't know if that's right that sounds weird now saying that out loud but whatever something like that um, and most of the panel was really about making those motorcycles real because they crafted actual working motorcycles for their booth which you could see there i believe you got some photos of them i did um yeah Wh which is kind of neat but it was just like this is more like hollywood effects type talk this is kind of weird for this panel but whatever um yeah they really emphasized that a lot but then after that they kind of had uh like some q a stuff and i got to ask about the torque thing and that was fun I just wanted to hear it from them, because before that point, it was just kind of a joke around Giant Bomb that we talked about that, and this was a chance to hear that from the horse's mouth, right? So, right, yeah, yeah. Torque so Inspire game with explosions and slow motion and whatever, and I, I don't know. It, it looked like it could potentially be pretty fun. That is a Microsoft thing, though. I, w I'm, I guess, given Gunstringer was a disc game, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Like, that was a full disc-based game. Like, I'm not sure what they're doing with this, whether it's going to be Xbox Live or not. Like, I couldn't really tell, like, what their s scale of this project is, but I don't know. Either way, um, that was kind of neat. And, yeah, I just, right, bikes, I had to get that out of the way. Um, Other stuff? Was there other pack stuff that I, I guess we kind of already moved on, and then I forgot? Um, Breaking Bad is over? Season 5 is over? Boom. I just watched. Um, and just drop the yeah. bomb. Yeah. Just drop the ball. The bomb. The bomb. Okay. No. They. Yeah. Um. This season was all right. There. Was, there was some things I liked about it. Um. Specifically in the last episode, but I can't really talk about that. No. Um. You really can. The last couple actually had a nice little. I can't really talk about it. Season five just happened. I don't want to ruin it for everybody. Um. But yeah, there's some. There's some cool stuff. There's some cool stuff. And there you go. That was this week. That was your stuff? I, yeah, I got a little bit of Pax Pox stuff, and that's happened. Which is if why you, you sound kind of sick, if you can tell. Yeah, that's why I sound a little sick. Alright, now it's time for the saddest part of the show. Or uh, the best uh, sad, part? The, like, the saddest part. The saddest, for sure, but so like, sad. one of my... Like, one of the only segments we actually have? It's kind of weird that it's become a common enough thing that it's a regular segment, yeah. Uh, pour one out. It's time to acknowledge some kind of recent... Well, okay, some deaths that have affected us in some way. 
Um, the surprise one, on the way home from PAX, like, we just got Wi-Fi back. Oh, we're checking what's going on on the internet. What just happened? Uh, Michael Clark Duncan passed away. Yeah, the weirdest Which, one, for sure. Crazy. Well, like, the, yeah, only, the only one on the list besides... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. The Kingpin. Like, I, I don't know. Like, dude from Green Mile, which is a movie I had curious affection for. Um, I just really, really thought it was something special. The thought I prefer it to Shawshank Redemption, personally. I just got more out of it. Okay. I, I don't know. Like, just more performances in it that I really gravitated towards and stuff. I, I don't know, Tom Hanks and everything. Uh, yeah, I don't, like, I, other than that, like, he, he's in the island, he's in Daredevil, he, he's done some stuff, he's kind of goofy in uh, Talladega Nights, and I guess some heart attack complication from uh, a month ago, he just died in the hospital. Um, and yeah, there you go, 54 years old, September 3rd, pour one out. Boom. There you go. There you have it. Um, and special acknowledgement to a uh, very special dog. This is just in light of a discussion we were having about Bill Nye. What's the story, Nathan? And... Okay. So Bill Nye the Science Guy is getting in a lot of trouble right now. Like he's get... Well, he's getting talked about a lot. Uh, he's he's come out as a atheistic, secular humanist guy, which, I mean... He's yeah, a scientist, so yeah. He's a scientist, Yeah. Um, most recently this morning I saw that the Creation Museum guy was calling him out as being a bad scientist, okay. which is the most hilariously ironic piece of video I have seen in a while. Okay. The lack of self-awareness in every single sentence that man says was insane. But anyway, um, that led me to actually think, like, wait, do I really care that much about Bill Nye? I remember that theme song. Um, I think his show was just on around the same time that Wishbone was on. Right. So, we would usually watch that, and that did kind of probably have some impact on literature, interest in that, Frankenstein and everything, and that led me to question, wait a minute, that was a long time ago, what happened to that dog? Turns out, Soccer the Dog, aka Wishbone, passed away June 26, 2001, so he did not get to see the world plummet into the weird post-9-11 place it is, so, you know, good for that, 13-year-old uh, little dog, changed the world forever. Pour one out. Soccer. Sorry, I'm not pouring pouring one out for the dog. Only because it's Damn not it. recent. Why? Do you, oh, okay. Well, your dogs aren't supposed to drink. They're. You 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 know what? It's right. fine. Here, hold hold on. This is water for the bowl. With fizziness coming off the top that you can hear at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's carbonated. It's, it's all we had. Um, yeah, I guess I feel a little weird putting people and dogs in the same category. That's probably should have thought that out. But, Especially uh, that a dog no that way... died 11 years ago. <laughs> it's just a dog that I cared about. He, I don't know. He was a good dog. <laughs> he told stories and isn't afraid of anything. Right, that's true. Um, I think he's actually just one of several dogs that end up playing that character. Kind of like Milo and Otis. Noble. Yeah, pour one out for all those dogs too. That was sad. I don't have enough um, beer for that. <laughs> okay, we're fair gonna enough. be <laughs> drunk off our ass if we do that. Right. We'll workshop. We'll workshop this segment some. Like, should we just continue to be like, hey, this guy died in 1927. <clears throat> he was pretty cool. Yeah. 
poet or something. Or should we just... <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that that's it for stuff that, like that stuff this week. On to questions. Well, I have um, one news thing that I just found. It's okay. It's very local, but I think it's kind of neat. I guess. Okay. Okay. So, speeding. It's a bad thing, right? Generally. Like in a car. Uh, it's it can be unsafe. Yeah, I'd recommend just kind of. Go on speed limit. Just settle down. What do you feel? How? What's your feeling about speeding near a crosswalk? Uh, like near a crosswalk. Like usually that's an intersection, so there's lights involved. Yeah, usually. So, yeah, don't don't speed through lights. Don't do that. How do you feel about speeding, going 80 kilometers an hour? near a crosswalk where the maximum speed's only 30 kilometers an hour. Uh, nothing you're doing is that important that you need to be going. Now, how do you feel about someone doing that while they're on a cell phone? Badly. I don't like this at all. How do you feel if there was kids going across a crosswalk? I'd I, I feel even worse that that guy felt he needed to do that. Okay, well, let me make you feel a little bit better. None of this even happened. So, no, it totally huh. did. But okay. a random Good Samaritan in a yeah. Hummer H3 yeah. just floored it and put himself in front of the car and the kids and took the impact. Weird. Yeah. So he had enough time to, like, notice what was about to happen and become a shield? Yeah. Okay. So he drove right in front of them, and he's being praised by the police. Okay. I'm, I'm curious what insurance is going to do with that, because they're dirtbags. Yeah. But... I applaud that effort. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Um, who was the person on the on the cell phone? Like, was it not that we're calling for their vigilante? Anything? Uh, not, one John. I'm I'm just gonna say his name, but not give it out. It's John okay. John H. Okay. And he's 23. He faces a count of dangerous driving with the police. So a John Doe type guy, but okay. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Slow down. Slow but down. It was Daryl Crushnell. Christianel Nicky? I can't really say his name. Okay. Daryl. Daryl. Daryl K. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, yo, I got this Hummer that's basically a tank, so I'm going to throw myself in there. Good stuff. Yeah. So I thought that was something I would tell you. That's worthy of acknowledgement, yes, for sure. So So pour one out. No, wait. (laughs) Yeah, that Hummer (laughs) is damaged. We'll just, yeah, throw vehicles in it, too. Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> so we're just completely devaluing human life. Yeah, that's this is yeah. All right. So I, so the 2006 Hummer H3. Pour one out. You did a courageous thing. All right. This this segment is not meant to offend anybody. These are things that matter to us in some respect. So. Yeah, not so much the Hummer, not but the, more last the guy. One. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. We devalued everything. That news story, the Hummer, like everything about it is devalued now. Michael Clark Duncan. I'm so sorry. You did good stuff. Yeah, specifically that that's that one is that was unintentional. Green Mile was a great movie. And Wishbone. Wishbone. Like even yeah, though I, I even though like it was a dog and even though it was a dog. Eleven years died ago. Died of natural causes. <laughs> It's 
yeah, I don't know. It was just a thing related to death and destruction that I noticed. So, yeah, there you go. Questions? Questions? Yeah, let's go to questions. Okay. Do you want me to take the first one? Uh, I, I guess I can read it. Um, this, this is a pretty important question. It's from Panic Knife. Um, Ron Paul, Paul Ryan, John Paul II, or Ryan Gosling? Discuss. Okay. Now, is now, John Paul II the one that was allegedly maybe hit by the Mafia? I don't think so. I'm There's like sure that, that whole conspiracy or whatever, or not even, maybe not the Mafia. Okay, though. there was an assassination attempt on John Paul II, and... But he, like, wasn't he actually killed? Or no, did he die of age? No, he survived for like another decade or something. And okay. then died of old age. Okay. But there was there was an attempt on his life. Um, but yeah, if I, I think the story you're talking about probably informed Godfather Three because they have a lot of weird Vatican stuff in that. Yeah. Um, and that came out in the early '90s, which was during John Paul II's papacy or whatever. So. Okay, so he's easily the most important. Okay. Um, in that respect. In that yo, respect. That guy probably like... that guy probably knew stuff about the Catholic Church mm -hmm. that they didn't want nobody knowing. Just saying. Yeah, I guess so. So 9-11, inside job. Um, get your tinfoil hats out. It's conspiracy hour with Paul. Um, they're putting stuff in the air. So we, buy, so we buy more Mountain Dew. Because Mountain Dew's owned by Halliburton, which is owned by the president. Boom. Oh, dude. Baja Mountain Dew. Approved by Obama. Yeah. Thousands of... Who did an AMA? I guess that's news. He did an AMA, and then today I've been seeing all this weird Chuck Norris-related stuff. Did you see this? No. Uh, apparently Chuck Norris just released some sort of video statement saying, like, if you vote for Obama, thousand years of darkness will descend on America. Like, so, biblical... So, pour one out. Chuck for Norris for Chuck Norris. I don't <laughs> yeah, for Chuck for Norris' Chuck credibility, Norris. like he had any. Yeah, like, in case you thought he wasn't kind of out there and crazy before, there you go. So, awesome. That Expendables 2 spotlight only made things worse. Right. Great. Um, I don't know what this question is getting at. Like, I don't love Ryan Gosling. I have said this before, but I am a big film enthusiast, and I don't like politics or religion. So, I'm going to go with Ryan Gosling, because okay. Gangster Squad? And because you loved I... his role in Breaker High. R yeah, exactly. You have to As go back to Sean, I believe it was Sean, was his name in that. Okay. And it was just kind of like the douchey kid that nobody awesome. really liked. The Believer. I've heard about that movie. I've not seen it. Yeah. Um, that That's a crazy movie. That's okay. You should watch that sometime. It's all right. Yeah, no. Th there's a couple movies that I've been told, like, you've just been watching the wrong Ryan Gosling movies. Like, you need to see that and Half Nelson, and then it'll make sense. Yeah, I like, heard, oh, okay, so. I've heard Half Nelson is actually really good. I haven't seen yeah, it either, so. so maybe we'll watch it one day? I don't know. Yeah, Probably not. There you go. But... Special basketball movie. Do a basketball movie rundown. Hoosiers back-to-back -back with Half Nelson. We, this probably won't happen. Uh, okay, uh, next question from the same dude, Panic Knife. Would you rather fight a bear-sized chicken or 50 chicken-sized bears? Probably the bear-sized bear -sized chicken. chicken. Yeah, because then I would just cut its head stupid. off and feed everybody. 
Right, and I've seen a large chicken on film before in Mysterious Island, so I, I have some so kind of 50 of them would template. be terrifying. Like, I, right, you kind of get up behind it like it was an ostrich or something, jump on it, and just start shanking. Start shanking. Yeah. Uh, you could probably take down that thing. Like, a bunch of little bears, like, 50 is a big number. That's a lot of bears. Yes. So, I don't know. They, I think and they could claws, overwhelm you. you. They, but they'd still be pretty hefty, so yeah, I'd go with the giant chicken. Um, Rogue Ninja uh, asks, what are some video games you think are extremely over or underrated and why? Um, kind of a loaded question, because there's a lot of games. Yeah, um, so I guess, we just said some, so whatever comes to mind right off the bat. Okay. Um, I guess in talking to Double Fine, like, like a lot of those guys, I guess I, I never really thought, like, yeah, Tim Schafer's never really been a big hit. He's never really had a huge hit happen. Okay. Which I just thought was weird, like, thinking about that. Because those games have meant so much to me. But it's just like, oh, no, dude, like, Grim Fandango sold a million tops. And you're just like, what? Really? It's like, yeah, no, like, a million people on this planet have played that game. That's it. And you're just like, whoa. So, uh, yeah, like, that one, maybe for me. Like, specifically that one. Grim Fandango, I thought, had a lot of cool stuff in it. And knowing that not many people seem to have that shared experience, that's crazy. So, right. That's one of them. Um, Underrated this year is Binary Domain. Yeah, it seems to be kind of getting dismissed as being, oh, it's a Gears of War knockoff, but not as not as action so whatever. But it has so many other qualities that are worthy of taking a look at, yeah. Is it too easy to um, say Call of Duty is overrated? It, th like, this has come up on Top Down, and yeah, I've... I've it's Basically. too easy, right? It's too easy, it's too easy, but... And, like, there there are merits to those. I just, I'm really out of that loop now. I just don't know what's going on. I heard 3 was, like, generally considered kind of lame. Like, just people weren't getting a lot out of it. Um, I'm gonna say Singularity. Like, from what I saw, Black Ops. Black Ops, yeah? Singularity. Oh, yeah, but Black Ops kind of did seem to bring its own Treyarch spin to it. Like, I like the 60s. And hearing that they tried to incorporate some of that business, at least I was more interested in playing that one than any game. From that well, series. if you ever want to try it, I own it. Okay. Um, no, I was saying uh, Singularity is quite underrated. Yeah, I only played it the one time, but I, d I did have a good time with it. It was a fun action game. Um, that, that did definitely get overshadowed by a lot of stuff. Uh, let me just look at my shelf here. I mean, I, like, I've, I think some stuff has kind of gotten its time in the sun subsequently, like Far Cry 2 and Deadly Premonition both kind of eventually got their point, own cult yeah. yeah. So those are fine. They, they've received their acknowledgement and stuff. Um, but yeah, just the games that never really did. Trying to try Underrated to Silent Hill The Room. Okay, I have that one. I just, I just haven't played through it. It's good. What do you have it on? Uh, Xbox. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, th it's a game I bring up a lot, and people think I'm joking, but um, one of the most extraordinary PSP games ever made is Work Time Fun. It is just the weirdest thing ever. Is that in your PSP right now? It is. Okay. I haven't ever played it. Would you mind if I tried it? Try it out, yeah. Um, it is just a collection of really weird mini-games that are just kind of focused on... Work sucks, dude. 
Like, you just have to do repetitive tasks over and over. But you want money, so you can unlock more stuff. So, you gotta keep doing it. And, like, some of the minigames aren't fun. Like, they're deliberately not fun at all. But that's kind of the point. And it's weird. It's like, it's like toying with you. It's like, how many times will you hit X and then circle to cap pens before you'll be like, wait, what am I doing? And then cash out. And it's just like, turns out my number is like 11,000. <laughs> so, I'm crazy. But yeah, that game does weird stuff that I really thought was interesting. And yeah, it's just a jerk sometimes. Like, uh, you'll save up a bunch of money, and then you'll get emails sometimes. And you're just like, oh, okay, like, what's going on in here? And it's like usually just dumb little messages. Some of them are products that you have to buy if you read the email. So it'll be like, hey, do you want this mammoth tusk? It's $100. And it's like, no, I don't. Well, too bad. You already bought it. And then your money is gone. So it's it's a jerk. It's a weird game, but I got a lot out of it. So I love it. I love that stuff. They also went on to do The Last Guy on PSN. So that's a, a Trash Panic. I think that was them, too. So Trash they make Panic was so good. It was very challenging, though. But yeah, it was. that's a good game. Those clouds are assholes. Right. So that team, I guess, just take a take a look at their stuff. They're they're really doing some cool stuff. Okay, um, I'm gonna be that guy. Yeah. Yep. Um, any Sonic game released after 2009 is underrated, and quickly dismissed. Mm-hmm. And all the Mario Galaxy games are completely overrated and not that fun. Okay, I never did. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say the Mario games, period. Just because, like, they keep releasing the same game over and over, and people keep going insane about it. I've heard some pretty tepid stuff about New Super Mario Bros. 2, though. Right, but, like, how many times have they had to release the same game for that to finally happen, right? Like, for it to finally dawn on everybody, it's like, wait, it's just the same old stuff. Yeah, like, we we were having, last time, a little discussion about it would be kind of neat if, like, you were trying not to collect extra lives. They'd kill you. Yeah. And when we were talking in the car, if there was just, like, a boo that was, like, the Slender Man, where, like, yeah, you can look at him to stop him, but, like, he will right. kill you by doing it. Yeah. Like, if, if they did weird, devious stuff with their enemies and things that they just won't seem to do. Like, yeah, like, yeah some sort of more extreme difficulty Mario game would be kind of a nice thing for longtime fans. Because, yeah, every game recently has just been cakewalk. Like, so easy. Like, I was playing New Super Mario Bros. Wii again. Without co-op chaos going on, that game is way too easy. Like, it's just not even fun. So, yeah, I guess so, yeah. They need to... Like, well, they don't need to, because they're, they're selling copies like crazy so they're totally comfortable but i do wish nintendo would kind of reinvigorate some of those franchises can i still be that guy recent zelda games just a little bit more okay sure okay the assassin's creed games are garbage they're overrated the call of duty of course is overrated but they're still meh whatever um i'm gonna say the god of war games is the same game over and over and idiots keep buying it thinking they're gonna get something different and they don't so those are overrated gears of war is overrated uh you know what i'll leave it at that before everybody hates me um fair enough i guess like i i don't necessarily have strong feelings to like oh i disagree to you gears has so much hidden subtlety like i don't know i i never quite like 
it was ahead of like it looked really nice early in the Xbox's life cycle, so that's kind of why it caught on. But and I guess the whole cover mechanics and everything, but I don't know. I've never quite had that much affection for it. It's it's very mechanically sound and that's cool. It looks nice and that's cool, but I got more out of Uncharted, frankly. Like they put more character in it. So right. like if if I'm going to choose a third person action game from this generation, it's that. The, those just had more qualities going for it, despite it kind of being the same gameplay. Like you hide behind stuff and pop up and shoot things, um, but that also had jumping. So I don't know. I'm gonna go one more. Zelda Wind Waker overrated. It's crap. Oh, okay. I I do like that game, but specifically you mean the boat stuff? Like it's just sure. navigating. Just the fact that everyone thinks it's the best Zelda game and they're wrong. That's it. I, it's not the best Zelda game, but what I think is the best Zelda game isn't really regarded well by some people. So. In fact, the one you think is the best is probably under, like the underrated category, really. Oh, yeah. I guess if I'm going to put... Yeah, Majora's Mask is underrated. That game is terrifying in a really weird way. It's good. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, it just has like a horror vibe in it that isn't in any other Zelda game. Like There's an intensity to what you have to do that they have not ever had since or before that. Like, it's like, there's a hard time limit. Like, we were talking about time limits earlier with, like, Time Force. This this has, like, no, dude, if you don't finish the dungeon by this time, you gotta go back. And, yeah. like, it's just kind of like, you start running and freaking out. It, it It's, like, yeah, kind of brutal in that way, but I, I thought that made it something really special. Like, I just re-downloaded it again for my Wii. I might check it out at some point. At some point. Just because, yeah, like, I just like to double-check and be like, are my memories, like, rose-colored, and it's actually not that fun? But I remember a lot of cool things about it, so, yeah, okay. So there you go, yeah, it's another underrated I'm, one. I'm gonna nice. end this with one more. Okay. Final Fantasy VII, overrated. Boom. Doc right. Liz on Twitter. Yeah. Which, who I also met at PAX, which oh, was did you? great. Yeah, she's a oh, really okay. cool, nice person. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does the Game on Girl podcast. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't caught that, up on those. I said that weird. I think it's Game on Girl. The way I said sure. it sounded almost like a weird porno, like Game on Girl porn Game or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so I'm sorry, yeah. because on. that's not what I meant. But, yeah. So, anyways. Right. Uh, yeah, really cool, nice person. She gave me a pin. She had a teddy bear with her logo on it, and so that's how I met her. I asked her where she got the teddy bear. And then I asked, are you Liz? And she's like, yeah. So there you go. PAX. PAX Magic. Uh, she asked, yeah. which indie game was your favorite at PAX? I got to meet the guy who, ma- who made a game with zombies in it, and that was pretty awesome. You know that game, right? Yeah, I know that game, yeah. Famous for its music. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, Coolest indie game I played. Hmm. I did like that Luftrausers one. Okay. But it is very simple, so I don't know how long that would sustain it, but it, it made a really good first impression. Super Time um, Force, hands yeah, down. Cat- okay. Um, and Catch-22 was a thing I will probably own. So that was, that was pretty neat. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think if there was any kind of really offbeat... Like, I was really hoping for something completely nutty in some corner somewhere, and I... I didn't really see that. 
Uh, I guess there was a game at the Spy Party booth that was like limited time that Sean was tell telling me about, but I didn't get a chance to see it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we did we did talk about Mental Drift. I hope that pans out into something. But Absolutely. All like snippet. In my mind, right it was like when I answered just now, it was actually I was going back and forth between Super Time Force yeah. and Mental Drift, but since right. Like mental time. Like the only or... thing I worry about. Mm -hmm. The only thing I worry about, like from what I saw of Mental Drift, yep. is like you're kind of flipping through the like. Ideally, in my head, if they do this right, the player has to really closely read the text and consider what's being said, and then you're getting some narrative out of that. Um, but if it goes wrong, you'll just kind of be ignoring the text because you're looking for the key words. Right. Skipping through it to kind of find that trampoline or whatever you know. Right. So. Uh, but yeah, if they if they manage to kind of like like uh, compel the player not to do that and to really think about what's being said or whatever, like that could be a really cool. Puzzle it's thing. definitely a fine line know. they're gonna have to tread for sure. Yeah, yeah. So th they have they have work to do, but it's definitely a cool kernel of an idea. So I hope it works out. Uh, I have one more question that I didn't put in the notes because I just got it. Okay. Does Barks have bite? I had some on the way home, and no. Yeah, I don't think so either. It was just, that was a marketing thing. Like it, it really doesn't. It does not have bite at all. With a midget. So, yes. What do you mean, Barks has bite? What do you mean, Barks has bite? I remember a blind guy. But oh yeah, the yeah, blind guy. A blind guy. I remember. And then yeah. it's like I can see, I can see. Really? No. Sure has bite though. And then he keeps going. Yeah, that saying, was okay, pretty good. That was that was not a bad ad, but at the same time, it is not my favorite root beer at all. Right. Um, AW, get one of them chilled glasses. It's fun. Agreed. It's good. It's good. You gotta pay for refills though. It's kind of crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. There you go. Root beer. And that's uh, it. So yeah. If you want to ask about root beer or indie games or politicians and popes and actors, I guess. Uh, send us questions at our Twitter. What is our Twitter handle now? Is it just Pixel Response? Yeah, our Twitter is Pixel underscore Response. And we have a new email that I don't know yet. So yeah, so I should they, have really, for this part, take it. Yeah, so for anything like that, you can go to Facebook, look up Pixel Response. Uh, we're almost at the point where it'll be Facebook or Facebook.com slash Pixel Response. We just need a couple more. So that's coming yeah. along okay. Um, email address is podcast at pixel-response.com. And in that regard, if you wanted to get either of us separately, Nathan can be reached at Nathan at pixel-response.com, and I can be reached at Paul at pixel-response.com. So we got that going. Twitter, again, is at pixel underscore response. And as usual, listen to us on Stitcher if you don't want to download it. I still use it, like... Give us a thumbs up on Stitcher too. It helps push us up the list a little bit. Helps out quite a bit actually. Uh, if you're so inclined, go on iTunes. Give us a review on that. Even if you hate us, let us know why. Like we don't care if you don't like the podcast. You just got to tell us what we're doing wrong that you don't like, and we will either fix it or tell you you're thing. wrong. So either way, there you go. Right. Uh, I guess more. I guess more than anything, just be vocal. We're open people. I think right. Yeah. Yeah. And as usual, pixel-response.com for more. <laughs>